Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. You're very welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I was just thinking how I'd start the show today and really last evening, such a swing of emotions in my life and it really sums up life. Firstly, I had a call from Rome where my daughter Sarah is at the moment with Kieran, her partner, and we got the news that they got engaged. They were on the Spanish steps and they sent us the pictures and everything. And I have to say... As a family, we're just thrilled for them. And I want to say congratulations to my daughter, Sarah, and Kieran Flynn, her beau, as they tied the knot. And they will tie the knot, I'm sure, down the road. Congratulations to both of you. Delighted for you. Then, within the space of half an hour, I took another call. And I expected it, but I never really wanted to take it because I learned of the passing of Vincent Hoy. And Vincent was quite simply a wonderful man with so many aspects to his life. His love for Drogheda was unprecedented in all its guises, but especially for its football club, Drogheda United. And tomorrow on Late Lunch, I'll be paying a very special tribute to Vincent on the show. But today I'd like to offer my condolences to his wife Gisela, daughter Roisin, sons Connor and Francis and all of the Hoy family. And may Vincent be at peace. Late Lunch LMFM Radio, you're very welcome to the show. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll hear about Halloween in all its guises. From Eamon Matthews, who has stories to tell, Drogheda Creative Writers will be with us through the afternoon with some Halloween spooky poems and tales. Rick Cronje's here with his wine picks at the start of winter. John Gilroy talks about clock the way Halloween began in County Meath. But first today, on the show... I've interviewed them apart, not apart, separately here on Late Lunch in the past, but they're back today as a couple. God knows where this is going to go. Have I any sense? Fred Cook and Julie J. welcome. Hello, Jerry. Thanks so much for having us on. It's great to have both of you. Now, listen, do you feel a bit of pressure with the other half here with you today? Because you've had this to yourself, this stage at times. Yeah, yeah. Well, I often felt it was a bit intense just looking at you in the studio, so it's great to have someone else now to, sure, to, to, to bounce the energies off. The time I was <laughs> if on, I'm to be honest with you, Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I was in and you remember you tweeted him we were after having a fight about the bins and then you oh, sent yeah. a tweet into us. Very cute. It was adorable. A row about the bins? Yes. The bins is a bit of a battle but I think actually we've worked through that phase in our relationship. Yeah, we've yeah. got a system now. What is that? Who Re- does what? Recycling, non-recycling and compost. Down, were, to, down to a simple three, isn't it? Yeah, there were a lot of arguments about what exactly goes in a recycling bin. So we were, yeah, we were kind of on the line a few times. But I think we finally, yeah. we've gotten through that period. But you know what, Jerry? If that's what you're arguing about in life, isn't that fantastic, isn't it? It Cause, is. Because I, I believe it can get an awful lot worse in life. Oh, <laughs> mother of God, can it's, it? He's smooth, isn't he, Jerry? Oh, he like, is. we'll give him that. Like, he's pretty smooth. He is. And, 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 you know, may I say, building on that 
intro that you've done there about the bins. That's why. <laughs> that's why you two are here. Don't to, mention the war. Don't mention the war. But that's why you're here today because there was a story in the Irish Independent yesterday about thermostat wars. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know this time of the year when the evenings close in and it gets colder. Women and men and the mm. central heating. Does that ring a bell with you, Julie? I think. Well, I probably would be one in the ho- the one in the house complaining that it's cold. Yeah. Would you would agree, you? Fred? Yeah, well, I think something I mentioned to you before, Jared. Women have an extra layer of skin, don't they? So that's no, what, so Pat, that's surprised. just because you're circumcised. Oh, you know what I meant that's, to say that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that I have the extra secret. layer of skin. Even my family don't know that one. <laughs> I know your poor mom will be like, "What?" Um, but yeah, we've talked about that, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god I knew this I just knew this was just going to go somewhere else <laughs> I can't, I can't. Oh hold on while I gather myself that was our secrets yeah you oh, heard it first sure look. you heard um, it first yeah. today on the late lunch show I think that's actual science yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is I, but in general I would probably be the colder creature I think most women are colder mm. creatures yeah yeah that's why you take the whole quilt at night time and stuff oh, like that. Oh, like, yeah, like, the quilt wars. Yeah, the quilt wars is a big yeah. thing in our house at the moment. <laughs> it usually is, to be honest. You're the one having to get up to get the extra layer yeah. first. Yeah. So Actually, it is true in your house. Oh, this yes. holds true that re- mm, mm. you are, Fred, hot stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Julie is. <laughs> I The more cardigans, the better. Mm. Like, honestly, I'd literally wear at least two cardigans at all time around the house. You'd generally be in a T-shirt. That's generally the Fred look. I know, but I, I let it catch up me as well. Like, I'll easily walk around in a T-shirt, but then I'll end up coughing in no time and, and get, getting annoyed at myself as well for doing that. You know, yeah, I don't preempt. Yeah. I don't yeah. preempt cold weather like so. But one of us, if anyone was looking in or into our window at night, they'd be saying one of them is definitely unwell because I generally have like a woolly hat, a scarf, gloves, mittens, and a couple of jumpers, mm. and you might be there in your in your Hawaiian shorts and a little vest. Mm. So one of us is is sick. But maybe I'm the romantic because because. Julie be like it's 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 effing freezing in the house and I'm like that doesn't oh sound and like I'm like cherry. oh roll on Christmas what a lovely time of the year let's get the fire on and she's like rather good the blood's not going around my body the blood and I'm like oh the weather outside is frightful but the fire is so we're different like that you know I romanticise cold weather I do like and she's like reference. I can't feel me I can't feel me I will I <laughs> Jerry I have bad circulation like what's a girl to do I, I, I I'm with you on this one, but I think most girls have because our Louise, Louise t- told me today she's freezing. Hi, Louise. Look at the jumper she's Louise, on. Louise, Louise is dressed appropriately. Look at she me. is. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. The t-shirt yeah. brigade, and, and it's the same in home in our house. Miriam's the same. She's always cold. I go in and she's covered with a blanket. The heater's on beside the yeah. central heating's on yeah. the house, and the mm. water's coming down the walls, and I'm mm. just mm. about to perspire. You know, expire. There's times when I remember as a kid in school, like I'd be so cold at times that I'd put my head under the blanket. But you need to create a little hole so you can breathe <laughs> do you know there was that now, as well like, mind, so I've were, never been that bad since like. yeah you're talking about being in boarding school though yeah 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 yeah. 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 so it was freezing but I'd so thankfully it it's never colder. it was yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were a boarder. Yeah. You didn't board. No boarding for me. Just a regular day schooler. No mm. blankets allowed. They say boarding leaves its mark on people who are boarders. Um. Well, he does kind of put. 
You do, well, I suppose, Fred, you do probably... Would, would there be references to boarding school? No, there is, yeah. There was just... There was this guy who used to... Uh, I know we're all kind of bullied in ways, but there was this guy who used to... Uh, he used to threaten to get my head and flush it down the toilet, right, at any time uh, in boarding school. So, But then recently I heard his voice on a radio ad going, how are you? Are you suffering from your mental health? And I'm like, well, what do you think? <laughs> What do you think? So that's that feeling. I think exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. I think having lived with so many people when you were a boarder, like Fred is a great, like he's very chill when it comes to sharing space with other people. So I think that that probably is maybe is is that probably does come. I would imagine from sharing rooms and stuff mm, with guys. You definitely. Never, would yeah, you ever have yeah. had your own room in never, boarding school? Never, never. Like it was two to room. And it wasn't it wasn't a posh boarding school. It was St. Pat's and Cabin. It was a mighty school, like and mm. uh, so. But the pri- the priest paid for our, like our heat and stuff like that. So that came from the church. So, so thanks for that, Father. No wonder you adjusted <laughs> to living in the cold. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah that yeah. makes it suddenly it's making a lot of sense. You can now. see, you yeah, know, he, yeah. he's 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 groomed in this. Oh, that that's the wrong word to use. Actually, in that context, yeah. I'm sorry. Forget about that. You mean like shampoo, shampoo. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, building on the skin thing you mentioned, I was reading um, your latest Instagram musings and your Twitter posts. I didn't think we'd be going on the forensic. Can I I throw this one at you? You I don't know what's coming here. You say foreplay between myself (gasps) and Fred basically consists of us telling the other how funny they are (laughs) over and over again. Is that true? I stand by that. I do. Because we said it the other day, didn't we, Fred? Yeah, I find that very funny, the fact that you wrote that (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Where did I write that, Cherry? Never mind. I, I picked it up this morning. Dear. It was I think you. My parents follow me on social oh, media. Oh no! So I need to start oh, self-censoring no. a bit. Oh no! no but no. it's true. It's the thing I want to hear more than anything. It's like, do not tell me I'm pretty. I just want someone to say that's funny. That's all I want. The next one. I oh picked. no! Is this from Twitter or Instagram? A mix of both. Okay. Today I rang Fred to excitedly oh. tell him after eleven months I finally found the perfect way. <laughs> The perfect wash cycle for synthetics. And he responded <laughs> with, that's brilliant news, pet. And people, that's why he's my lobster. Oh, but you know what, though? We were so happy when we actually achieved this spin cycle together because we yeah. have been battling for the last year. And I have, fa- it's G. A lot of people have been DMing me asking what spin cycle is. <laughs> Guys, it's G. Okay, so Fred, G is key. It's the G spot. Yeah. <laughs> You got it? Yeah. I know. Fred probably responded with something like, the washing machine, what's that? Um, <laughs> I had to Google lobster. Go, what, what do you mean by that? You didn't have a get the skin. lobster bit. Yeah, no. you didn't yeah. get the lobster bit. <laughs> Lobsters are lovely. And do you know what? Because then somebody sent me a message. Because, you know, obviously this term, like somebody's your lobster, I always thought lobsters mate it for life. But mm. apparently that's not the case. Oh, yeah. So go. somebody actually sent me an old Wikipedia, and uh, yeah, I think a, a male lobster has like multiple partners. Like they're not monogamous. Fred, so I'm not sure where Fred, it came from. I feel your card is being marked tush. here. I think somebody's marking your card. <laughs> Louise, grab a chair. Come on, come on this side. We're a modern couple. A modern couple. Seventy-five percent of living with someone consists of them asking you to ring their phone for them. I well, think a lot of people. Yes, that's, that's a lot of. There's a lot of when you ring my phone, pet. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. But it works both ways. And then and then you answer the phone. And it's like, oh yeah, he left it behind in Supermax again. I'll come over. <laughs> well, you know what? 
Josh, because Fred was saying, do you remember you were yeah, telling me it's here, it's here beside the, here behind the eating chicken box. <laughs> Fred was telling me he hadn't been to Supermax in months. Do you remember that? And I was putting a wash on. You'll notice there's a theme to to these stories, Terry. But I was putting a wash on and then was emptying his jean pockets and there was just like Supermax napkin upon Supermax napkin. And then I said it to you. Do you know what's dangerous about the napkins, the Supermax napkins next morning? It looks like, because they're red, it looks like there's blood. On them, doesn't it? Like the Supermax snapkin. Uh, well, I, like. ju- I was just so I was like, taking oh, oh, thank God, it's just Supermax snapkin. <laughs> yeah, I was so disgusted. It was like I was just pulling out like other girls' numbers. I was like, <laughs> what are they? Where did these come from? <laughs> Hey, here's what, what we're saying on this theme. Um, Sending me pictures of their chicken breasts. <laughs> okay, Frank, okay, keep sorry. It, keep it sorry. clean. Keep it clean. Uh, well, you did t- t- mention something else about feeling at home in your own house and taking your bra off. What oh, was that about? Well, Louise, would you agree with me on that one? So, the, 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 what did I say with that one? Oh, yeah, you know when you go into somebody's house and they say, make yourself at home? Yes. And then you start taking your bra off and suddenly they get all weird about it. But I mean, it's the first thing you do. Oh, that moment, Louise, when you take the bra off. Hey, listen. Off, it's like you, honey You can home. have my address straight away. Hold on a minute, I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all right, Fred? That never happened to me in my, in my existence, I can tell you. I know, really, I'm getting excited. Hey, Jerry, send me your address. I'm coming over myself. <laughs> Because it doesn't happen to my eyes, I tell you. We'll all go. (laughs) You have these pair of lucky red boots, I believe, that you wear wear on stage. Yeah. Is it it only on stage you wear them? I do. Well, do you know what? Because I wear them when, if I'm feeling nervous or anxious about something, I wear them. I used to wear them most nights when I was with Tommy in Vicker Street. They were like my lucky boots. So Tommy I Chernin. actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yes, oh yeah. Okay, so, does it, do you know that fella? Do you know that team? <laughs> that fella from Navin. Um, yeah. So when I supported Tommy, I used to wear these red boots, and I just kind of associate it's my one item because I was recently asked for my favorite piece of clothing, and it's my one item that every time I see them, I just feel really happy because it just reminds me. In of the that red time. boots. Yeah, the, they're nice boots, aren't they? Yeah, really? I love them. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned Vicker Street, and I want to mention: Will you be oh, wearing yes. the red boots in Vicker Street Do you know tomorrow what? night? I will because I think someone very special is doing a gig oh, in Vicker Street tomorrow night. It's the biggest gig of 2019 in Vicker Street tomorrow night. It's starring the one and only Fred Cook. And there's oh. a woman called Julie J is going to be there as well. I support act is very good. Oh, unreal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, because Julie supported me uh, on the stage was great, but like, but then I'm also supporting her financially. So <gasps> it works. Whoa, whoa. No, excuse me. I wish is what I have to say. Take a My, break. Put a song on. Oh, Put yeah, a song yeah, on. Yeah, I, I do want to take a break. Does actually after after the domestic bliss with the washing machine and the phones and everything, there's about to be a break up on I'm late sorry, lunch. I'm sorry. Don't Quick, hit me. Louise, hit them there fast. <laughs> John's been on to us from Navin, your home county, Fred, to uh, say to us, isn't it just grand to hear Fred and Julie on radio and bringing smiles to everyone's faces? Here's another one on WhatsApp. Those two are infectious. I'm here breaking my sides laughing. Thanks so much, and the messages go on. Now, I want to just change course slightly. Mr. Fred Cook. I'm asking you now to step out of the studio and go into All the right. Oh. Okay, thank I've you. I've been waiting to do this a long time. <laughs> Louise, my top's coming off. Fred! <laughs> In you go. In you go. Okay, Julie, it's just... You I'm know. scared. What no, is... No. Is this like... Okay. I have to tell listeners, you don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Neither does he. Except okay. I'm just really confused as to why no, Louise and you, Fred are you, shifting. You, you look at me. Okay. You look at me. Okay, so here we go. 
Here we go. I'm going to ask you a few questions. He can't hear you now. Oh, okay. very good. All right. So here are the questions. Brilliant. Quick answers to these and then he'll be back. Okay. In. Okay. First question. Um, where did you go or what did you do on your first date? Oh, we went for food in Galway. Okay. Just let me put that down here. And that's one. Second one. What's his most annoying habit? Oh, this is a tough... I think, okay, he's a bit of a hoarder. Okay, just yeah. leave it Leave it. I think that that's a very good a one. A hoarder, yeah. Okay, and what's his shoe size, do you know? Oh, size 10. Okay. Um, his favourite movie? Well, oh, that's a toughie. He loves, I th- I'd say maybe Lame Is. Okay, let's, let's do that. Uh, who has the most exes? Oh, I would say, well, how do you define an ex is the big question. Um, I'd say maybe me if we're talking about actual okay, relationships. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, Julie. Um, his most prized possession? His guitar. Okay, and one more and then we'll take him back. The person he'd like to be with on a desert island if there was just one person. Oh, that's a toughie. Um, the person he'd most like to be with. Who's his favourite person? Say you. Um, I'll give you a clue. Say you. Okay, let's just say me. Okay. I don't think he will say that, but okay, well, let's, let's be down, optimistic. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Could that's we have fun. Mr. Fred Cook back into studio? Come on, here he comes. He doesn't know what's been happening here, so just <laughs> let's play along with this for a moment. Fred, Fred, can Fred. Say, can I, can um, I just say... That women are only allowed to propose in the leap day. So if this is what's happening right now, <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs> you're, you're, you're safe and sound. Nothing on you toward happening. There's no way I'm okay. buying the ring. Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> so, Julie, you just told your counsel there for a minute. You sit there. I have a few little questions I put to Julie, right? Okay. And I want to see how well, really, we're trying we to see how well you know each yeah. other, okay? Yeah. Okay, where did you go and what did you do on your first date? On our first date? Oh, this is a, I think we went for a meal upstairs in Galway in a, yes! nice, in a restaurant. Yes! And the meal was... Because we went up for coffee and stuff, but it wasn't like in a date then. Like, wasn't That was the first time we kind of met. But then okay, maybe it wasn't date. a date for you. But yeah. I, I'd already... We went for one coffee and I changed my relationship status on Facebook to It's Complicated. So we were seeing each other first. What did Julie say is your most denying habit? Snoring. <laughs> oh, well, snoring's not a habit. Is it? Snoring's not a habit. Like, I'll, I'll give you one more what go. What one did on. I mention to you yesterday? Do you remember I my had most... my found finding You're under t- the bed? <laughs> Leaving my... She's not back in the bedroom again. <laughs> we'll be <laughs> off the air and late lunch. My most annoying habit is... Uh, Reminds with snoring. Starts with H. <laughs> Whoring? <laughs> what? what? What the? Gee, what do you, I have to make some, What do you think I am? Hoarding! Hoarding, alright. Oh, right. I, I, I rather than snoring and it starts with a H. That's I can't. Whoring. Okay, yeah, no, actually, whoring starts with a W. What do you think I am? Fred. I can't get Fred, Fred, I love you to bits. I love Julie Look, as well. I, start, I know I start but, work at like half nine in the evening and finish at 20 to 10, but my God. <laughs> There's a row going on here. There's an actual row going on between Hoarding, you. yeah, hoarding. Sorry, you, you don't get that one. Okay, let's move on. Shoe size. 
What shoe size is Julie? Do you think she got... We'll be last this. Do you think she got your... Would you say she got your shoe size right? Let's let's ask you this one. What's your shoe size? Did Ten. You? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. That's too correct. Okay, I'm not going to ask you, Horace. Let's move on. Six. Your, is no. It? What? No. Okay, all right. Barely a five. Yeah. <laughs> you want to measure them toes a little more and get close up there. It's just when she's cold at night to go down oh, there and get smaller. See, that's feet. it. It's the yeah. coldness yeah, they shrink. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you have a case there for that one. What's your favourite movie? Now, she said this was a tough one. She said, found this hard to pick for you and she went for one reluctantly, a movie. It's um, an, an adaptation of a stage play, a very famous stage play. It was a stage play and before you, you it was a movie. You love the music in it. Jesus, I'm giving that many hints My here. My favourite movie is I'll never present Mr. Play, and Mrs. And I love them. Oh, West Side Story. Sorry, oh. it's Les Mis. Oh, Les Mis, yeah, she said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Fred, this is a very sensitive question, and I, I don't want it to cause any more friction between you. We've had enough here today, so just bear with me on this one. <laughs> Who has the most exes? Exes? Yeah. Oh, like as, as an... Ex-partners. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. I, I, I was know thinking that. like actual relationships. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, me. <gasps> what? No. <laughs> more exes than like actual relationships. You probably shifted more. No, 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 no. You shifted About more, that. but actual relationships. I'm would be getting me. really concerned. Oh here. my god! I, I think this could be all over before they leave the yeah, studio. Yeah, How long yeah. are you together? How long are you together? How many girls? Well, I don't know. I've had around. I've had around. <laughs> Okay, to be honest with you, I've had around seven girlfriends in my whole what? life. Yeah, yeah. Julie. That, this is all news to me, Jerry. Yeah. This is now very, very serious. Yeah. Seven girlfriends. Yeah. Sorry, Louise. Oh, hold on, sorry. Louise behind me. Eight, eight. <laughs> Louise, Louise, will you get us the number for that Catholic uh, marriage advisory people? I think we need interventions here. So, okay. You, no agreement on that one. Okay, here. Your most prized possession. What did she say? My about? guitar. Yeah. Ah, yeah. good on you. And this final question, the person you'd like to be with on a desert island, Fred? Julie Johnson. Yay! <laughs> yes, my name is Julie J for comedy. Thank One, you. One, two, three. You got four out of seven. I that's, think that's, that's all quite right, good. Isn't it? I'm upset about... I'm upset oh, no, about I know the she's snoring. Ups- oh, 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 that's snoring. probably the thing I give out most about. No. Do you yeah. snore? Do you snore? I do snore, yeah. Do you snore, Julie? Uh, uh, well, when I have a cold, yeah, she does. I say. Yeah. I, but only yeah. when I have a cold. I wouldn't actually snore. Like, just if I'm congested, I might do a bit of snorey snore. But he's a, he's a, a legend, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. But well, I did a decent thing. I get up. I now go downstairs and I sleep on the couch, but it's one big room anyway, so you can still hear yeah, me. But still so it doesn't matter really. You just don't hear. You just don't feel the. You don't hear. You don't feel the vibrations <laughs> in the bed. You love The Apprentice, don't you? Oh, I love The Thank Apprentice. You. Now I, I've recorded from last night because I was in court. Well, I te- no, I'm not going to tell you. Was it good? It was. I just love it. Me too. I, I just think it's the best show going. Mm. Um, but I didn't get to see it last night because I was in Cork with Ardle. Okay. Ardle, well, you so see, I, I didn't recorded. get to see it when it was on. I was out for a few pints, but I always recorded. Then yeah. I come home, Fred. You know when you come home after a few pints on a Wednesday and then you have to eat something. So yeah. you have to yeah. get the food ready at midnight or after and then I watch it. it for an hour. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. 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 I love it's it. A great it's very show. funny, isn't it? Oh. I only got into it now this season. I'm so and the it. Irish girl, fingers crossed. There's an Irish girl in She's there. Impressive, mm. isn't She's impressive, isn't she? She's very impressive. Yeah. Very, very impressive as well. So the the apprentice she'll like. And um, did I read something about a colonoscopy? No. Oh yes, the thing about I went for a colonoscopy and a minute or so in. <laughs> 
a minute or so in, um, the guy said, uh, how's that, Julie? And instead of saying, that's grand, she said, that's lovely. And he was, he just called another member of staff into the room straight away. And I'm after cancelling myself. I should, do you know what? I should start saying that on stage because it is funny. It did actually funny. happen, but you can mm. see how you do it. But yeah, Irish people, oh, yeah, Irish, Irish people do that as well. They yeah. try to make other people feel good about yeah. themselves. Like so, yeah. like you're like, oh, that is fantastic. But yeah. here, you know what you should tell them on stage about? Tell them about the 48 hours before when you have to start drinking that liquid. Oh, I've yeah. had a few of them. Uh, oh yeah. my god! And then everything that's inside you just gone. But boom. you do feel great after it, though. When it was done, yeah. Do you know when you? wake up because they put you asleep you know that you're into asleep and then you wake up I had it done the matter there late last year and uh, when you wake up the tea and the bitter toast the is bitter the toast. nicest yeah. you yeah, ever that. got in your life. But you know what? A bit of toast can't be best, I think, ever. You know, it's just such yeah. a treat. Anyway, look. Look what's happened. Uh, We're out of time. Uh, Vicar Street. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night. There's so still a few tickets available for people There's a few tickets to left, so okay. but I'm, I'm mad to sell it out. So at Ticketmaster.ie. Come on. Please, guys, come on. We've had such fun today. And this is going to be multiplied by 10 on the stage in Vicar Street tomorrow night. Let's do this again sometime. Oh, Jerry, 100%. thanks so much. Fred Cook, Julie J. Thanks a million. Love you both. Thank you so Thank much, you, Jerry. that drives you into my waiting arms. You do not see me, sense me, smell me. I am your nightmares. I am your death waiting in the shadows. I am the beast, the hound, the phantom spirit. I live in the darkness. I am the darkness where no light may shine. Where there is no hope, where no help may come. And you are alone now, alone with me forever. Have you seen me in your dreams, stalking you? Have you felt me on the back of your neck, grasping? Have you heard my breath rasping in the silence between your breaths? Have you felt nails and teeth in you between your heartbeats? Have you said farewell to the very thought of life? Have you accepted, at last, what you have always feared, that I am coming for you? I am coming for you now. Yes, the brilliant Dermot O'Neill there reciting his brand new poem, Fear It's Called. And Dermot is a member of Drogheda Creative Writers and we'll be hearing more from the Drogheda Creative Writers through the show this afternoon, bringing us a flavour 
of Halloween this Halloween day. Now we're continu- continuing on the uh, theme of the 31st of October because the origins of Halloween are in County Mead. And a man who knows all about it and has written a brilliant book called Clock the Celtic Fire Festival is John Gilroy and he's on the line. Good afternoon, John. Afternoon, Jerry. Thanks for taking our call. Just lay this to bed once and for all. You know the way people say, oh, that's only a bit of a story or that. Definitively, it began in County Mead, John. Definitively, it began in the Boyne Valley. Yep, absolutely. We can trace the origins of Halloween to the Boyne Valley and to a particular site outside Athboy called the Hill of Ward, also known as Slochta. Who were the people that it began with? Very difficult to say, uh, very difficult to say. We know, okay, from an archaeological dig that happened in the Hill of Ward over the last couple of years, that the first building that happened on the Hill of Ward happened at 800 BC, could you believe, back right back in the Bronze Age. And then, for about nearly 800 years after that, there is silence in the place until sometime in the early centuries of the Christian era, the AD, um, the current monument that we see standing on the Hill of Ward uh, was thrown up. Now, when you talk and about that break, John, was that to do with the coming of Christianity that really the pagan Celtic tradition was suppressed? Well, it's, it's, it's a very complex question. Like, I mean, all archaeology in Ireland in the Iron Age, throughout the entire Iron Age, we'll say from maybe 500 BC right up to the Christian era, there's very little of it. So we don't know hardly anything what was happening. What is interesting, though, and you put your finger on it there, Jerry, is that the current earthworks we see on the Hill of Ward have been dated to about 400 AD, the construction of them. And what was happening in the exact same time, 432, St. Patrick arrived. So I wonder, were the pre-Christian Irish kind of thrown up these earthworks as a great monument to say to the, the newly arrived saints, here's one in the eye for you. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Paddy put a spanner in the works. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting though. Now, the, 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 the traditions, the fire on the hill, it, it was more than the fire though. Yeah, I mean, we know from the early manuscripts, this is what the early manuscripts say, that on Samhain, which the Celtic people believed was the end of the summer, the beginning of the winter, there's only two seasons they thought, and um, Samhain itself, the word Samhain is an interesting word, probably means the setting of the summer sun. Lovely word. But on the approach of winter, they lit a fire on the hill of Ward. Um, every other fire, we're told, in the country was extinguished on the night and relit from the winter fires at Tocca. So there's two things happening here. One is the public celebration of the event. Um, where they light a huge fire on a prominent hill, which is seen all over County Mead and, and, and further afield, actually, is a great view from the top of the Hill Award. That's the public event, and whatever rituals and ceremonies they were doing there is difficult to know at the time. But there was also a private event where taking the fire from the public fire and transferring it back to the home, to the hearth, and relighting your own household fire from this fire is the private celebration of the same event. Yes, so the fire, just not the fire there, it spread far and wide by what you told me there. This is the way it happened. What about the other traditions around Halloween, the traditions of food and trick-or-treating and visiting people, all that type of stuff? Was that part of it back then? Well, surely, um, and it's, 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 it's complex. There's several things happening here at the same time. So first of all, when winter turns to, or when summer turns to winter, we have here a boundary in time, okay? So the time is changing from summer to winter. And if time itself 
has a boundary. Well, surely everything else has. So at, the, at, at Halloween, at this boundary time, the other boundaries are all in danger. And one of these boundaries is the boundary between the other world and our own world. So perhaps things, ghosts and spirits, fairies, spookers, spooks and all sorts of things can come out through this veil, we call it, at this time of year. And all the old traditions tell us that the supernatural world is particularly active at this time of year. Mm, and things like uh, the Barmbrack ring, uh, dressing up, coins and cannon, yep. apple dunking, all that type of stuff. Well, I mean, it's also, we remember the time of year the harvest is in, yes. nuts and fruit and everything is. So it is, it is a time of plenty. And at a time of plenty, there's always feasting. So as we light the household fire for the winter, there's also feasting and ceremonial activity taking place at that time. Also, there's a very big emphasis on divination or trying to tell the future associated with Halloween. Like There's so many traditions we, 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 can, we can talk about. I mean, they talk about to, fight, to, to see your, your spouse or your lover who would be, to say, you might eat a salted herring going to bed. And if you went to bed with a, after eating a salted herring, who you dream of that will bring you a glass of water will be your lover or your spouse. If you go out into your garden tonight and blindfold, of course, you must be, and randomly pick a head of cabbage out of your garden. Now, if the head of cabbage that you pick is a lovely, round, fresh head of cabbage, well, then the person that you're going to marry will be lovely and round and fresh. Whereas if you pull up an ugly old-looking thing, because you're in trouble before you even start. <laughs> I love it, John. I have cabbage in the garden at the minute, so I better be careful what type of a head I pull this evening. Yeah. So, um, so there's, there's all sorts of games. I mean, um, there's, there's the idea that before you go to bed tonight, very important thing to do is rake down the ashes on the fireplace because the dead, your dead ancestors are taught to visit your house on Samhain. They're back through the underworld. They're jealous of the living. They want to come back to their own place to have a look around and they will come into the house at night but not until you go to sleep. Uh, and everyone's asleep, consider themselves some sort of uh, nightmarish Santa Claus visit. But you leave out concannon for them, uh, you leave out barn brack for them, you leave out traditional foods, but you rake down the ashes, and in the morning you can see their footprints. And if their footprints are leading, heading towards the door, that means somebody in the house is going to emigrate between now and this time next year. If the ashes are, or if the footsteps are heading into the ashes, into the fireplace, everything's going to be grand for the next, the next 12 months. So there's all sorts of future telling, all sorts of divination. And most of it, a lot of it actually, is associated with, with marriage. And we will remember that, well, we, you mightn't remember, Jerry, of course, but in the past, marriage was arranged. Yep. It wasn't based on, on, on love or anything. It was based on an economic transaction of who's going to get the farm. So it was very important for people to try and figure out and see in advance who they were going to marry because this, the first time that they might meet the person they're going to marry might be on the wedding day. So all these ideas of trying to foretell who your spouse will be had a lot of significance to people who were living in a society where arranged marriage was the norm. Well, that's why Tina Turner recorded the song What's Love Got To Do With It. I know now it's taken me years. Thanks, John, for, for enlightening me on that. The other thing back to Halloween is this. You mentioned the lull and, and where it's sort of uh, from its high when it began and for uh, hundreds of years or whatever afterwards. The Irish and especially Scottish immigrants who went to the USA and Canada uh, brought the traditions with them. Is this true? Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, in the 19th century over there, established it. And in a way, Halloween and all the razzmatazz around it has come back from over there to this neck of the woods. 
Very true in what you say. Very true, yeah. I mean, there was, as you know, in the 19th century, particularly, there was enormous levels of emigration from Ireland. And of course, people would bring their beliefs and their customs with them. And when they established themselves in America and maybe in second and third generation, when they became a bit more comfortable and confident, perhaps, that they started to express their beliefs and customs. Um, and it became fairly mainstream in America. Could you believe it that Halloween is the second largest festival celebrated in the entire world after Christmas? Isn't that remarkable? Remarkable um, is indeed. And, and, and you can feel it here and you can see it abroad as well, the way it, it's celebrated. Have you no story? Would you have a story for us now to tell on this Halloween day? Well, look, I mean, we could, there's, there's a ghost uh, everywhere tonight, absolutely everywhere, and around around County Mead is, is definitely no different. I mean, up around uh, Cavan and Bailiborough, there's, there's, there's the death coach will be seen tonight driving down the main stream of, or the main street of Bailiborough, according to, um, to the Folklore Commission, which took up records in 1937. So the, Death coach, which is a coach carried by, by or drawn by horses, and it's a sign of death, of course. It'll drive down the main street of Bailiborough sometime tonight. Seen many of the time, not recently, I suppose, but um, seen in the past. There's uh, the Banshee, of course. I mean, obviously, she's active most of the time, but over in Killallan, for instance, she's often heard there following certain families. Um, down in Atboy, there's the Puka himself. He lives on the in the Frayne Bog between Atboy and the Beliver, Beliver Road. If you're travelling that way tonight, you could easily meet him. Um, in Drogheda, there was a tailor living in Drogheda up to 1944. He was on his way home from the market in Carroll Macross sometime before that, and he was passing by a house belonging to a lad called Tom Corn. And he looked over, he saw two women acting strangely. In the middle of the night, of course, two women acting strangely uh, outside. And he went over to have a look. And we got one, day, one of the women went into the house and took the, the newborn baby out of the cradle and was handing it out the window to um, to, to, to her colleague. And, and Curran intervened, of course, and he caught hold of one side of the baby and the other woman pulled and nearly tore the poor child asunder. But he saved the baby anyway. And it turned out that these two women, of course, were from the other world. They were coming here to snatch this baby, which is a common thing um, any time of the year, but particularly around Halloween. So that was up up, up the Caribbean Cross area, and that man lived in, in, in Dundalk. We, can't, we don't know what his name is, but it is recorded uh, in the Folklore Commission files that he lived in Dundalk, or in Drada up to 1944, as recently as that. Really? So those stories are recorded on there because um, Louise was saying to me recently like that it was difficult to, to pick up on them today. They seem to be something that was disappearing, that folklore. Well, I'll tell you, remarkably, um, the government in the 1930s realised that our folklore was under threat of, of disappearing altogether and they set up what was called the Folklore Commission under a fellow called James DeLarge. Um, and DeLarge sent, he did two things. He sent folklore collectors professional folklore collectors out around the country to gather the stories. And the man in our area, in, in the Mead Loud area at Cavan, was a man called PJ Gaynor. And he collected hundreds and hundreds of pages of stories. Fantastic stuff. And what they also did then, luckily as well, is that they asked, in, in conjunction with the INTO Teachers Union, they asked uh, that all school children in 1937 would go home to their house and talk to the oldest person in the parish to collect all the um, old stories that, that exist. And that's available publicly on a website called duocus.ie. Brilliant site. So anyway, what we have between the two collections of over 5 million pages of stories of Irish folklore. Wow. That yeah, is fantastic. great. And that, yeah. that's a great job. And, and what vision and foresight of the people back then to do that, John? 
and if to wait a generation, Jerry, you know yourself, yes, it would, would have gone. It would have been and all gone. If you if, if you go out now, just say yourself and myself stroll down the main street of Navan or Drogheda or any of the villages looking for these stories, we just wouldn't find them. No, and that's that's the point we're making. But it's great to know that that repository is there. Is your book still available, Celtic Fire Festival? It, it's available all the time, yeah. Um, it's not in any of the shops, but it's available to anyone, anyone that wants it can call into Fire Pan Photography in that boy. My brother David will gladly sort people out for a copy. Great stuff. John, pleasure to talk to you this Halloween day. Thank you so much. Thanks very much, Jerry. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's John Gilroy there. And that book is Celtic Fire Festival Clockta. Um, really interesting book. And it, each year, Halloween comes around, it comes to the fore. Great to hear that it's still available. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Dressing up is so much fun. Witch, wizard, wolf, or warrior. Apples, nuts, crisps, and buns. Trick and treating with your carrier. Bag. Ring, stick, or rag. From the brack of the hag. Be careful you don't choke to death before you take your final breath. Yes, the brilliant Margarita Sampson there with her poem Halloween. More from the writers as the show moves on this afternoon. And just reminding you that the brand new Puka Halloween Festival is taking place in Drogheda at Boy and Trim until Saturday, this Saturday, the 2nd of November. Expect fiery processions, spectacular illuminations, feasting, mischief, live music and lots more, especially this evening. For tickets and a full list of spooky events, see pukafestival.com or pukafestival on Facebook. That's P-U-C-A, Puka Festival. Check it out there. And congratulations again to Doreen Flynn from Tully Allen uh, in County Louth. Uh, She's in the car draw. Yes, win a car for Christmas. Would you like to? Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in association with ourselves and Reynolds Fiat are giving away a stunning Fiat 500. It's worth €18,000. You just have to spend €50 in any of Scotch Hall's 50 shops. And when you do, you can enter the car draw. Pop your entry form into the draw drum located in Scotch Hall and stay tuned to us here on LMFM to find out if you're one of the lucky finalists and we'll be picking one each week between now and Christmas and congratulations again to Doreen Flynn who's won a €100 Scotch Hall gift card and she's in the grand finale car draw takes place Sunday the 22nd of December what a Christmas gift that would be Louise are you into your Halloween? No I am the Grinch of Halloween No way No never got it Never? No, I'm probably one of the few. Everybody else is going around now with costumes and them apple, toffee apples and the whole lot. And I'm kind of, can't wait till tomorrow when I can start (laughs) countdown till Christmas. Well, I tell you, I loved Halloween as a child and with my own children. And uh, Ava, I'm sure, will be trick-and-treating tonight as well. What I don't like about it are the massive bangers. You know, Mm. the massive... in towns, you, you just hear them going off. They're like It's like Beirut at times with the explosions. They set alarms off. I, I feel sorry for people who live alone or maybe frightened by them. Or and dogs. Dogs as well. And, you know, it just goes crazy. 
crazy. Hopefully tonight is the end of it and then you get it's a few rain. laggards tomorrow. People, yeah, people even pray that it lashes yeah. on Halloween night and dampens it. But look, at you don't want to dampen the fun or anything. Bonfires, being safe at bonfires. I want to say that again. That's so important as well. And you're better going to an organised one with bonfires and fireworks. Fireworks, by the way, are illegal, just in case you didn't know, uh, unless they're done in a proper manner and licence. But look, have a great night this evening. Enjoy it. Some people, it's a nightmare for others, love it. And those going trick or treating put an awful lot into it. And you heard John a moment ago saying, Did you know that? Second biggest festival yeah, that's in amazing. the world after Can't Christmas. Over that. Isn't that something else? Crazy. Do you do any games, is. Jerry? Um, I hated that apple on a string thing (laughs) hanging in the doorway and you could never get a bite out of them I won't say it and then you nearly choke or drown with the coins in the dish do you remember that one yeah yeah you'd be dying to get a few bob and you could actually drown you can drown in the shallow you could drown in your dish at home in our day and choke then if you took the coin and it went (laughs) the the, the wrong way you know what I mean and then you had to give the coin back hated that part Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that that when you get the flower into like a volcano and put a little I don't know, raisin or something on top and then you all took turns with the knife to just cut a part off. What's that? Whenever the raisin fell, you had to duck your face into the flower. Oh, Right, I, I never played that one. That must have been yeah. a thing in your neck of the woods. I never remember that. But we love going round trick-or-treating around the doors. But we didn't go to the door and say, trick-or-treat. Did you do a little we poem or something? We sang and we danced mm. and we did something. So, But I'd say, go to the door, trick-or-treat. Give me a break. Perform for us. What are you going to do for me there, child? Let's have some action. Because they're all going to dancing every weekend, aren't they? Yeah, They're all doing things. You run them. You know your mum yourself. Bring them here. Bring them there. They're learning this. They're learning music. They're dancing. Let's have it on the doorsteps on Halloween. That's my plea for this Halloween. Anyway, you have an appropriate tune for us, have you, to take us to 2.30? Because coming up next on Late Lunch, it's winter tomorrow. Wine and winter, there's one man. Rick Cronje is here with his recommendations. Let's head towards the next break in the company of, I wrote it down, Bobby Pickett and the Cryptic Kickers. Oh, 
played the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the monster mash. Out from its coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, "Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist?" It's now the monster mash, and it's a graveyard smash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool. Drags a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them all it meant to. Then you can monster mash and do my graveyard smash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can monster mash. The clocks have gone back, the days are short, the evenings and nights are long, the fires are lit, it's getting colder. What wouldn't you do but crack open a bottle of wine and the man who's going to tell us what we should be cracking open the next month or so, Rick Cronje, is back with us. Welcome back, Rick. Thanks very much, Jerry. Great, Great to, to see here. you. Great yeah. to have you with us. I'll tell you, you surprised me with your selection <laughs> today. I don't know what you're up to, oh, but we're going to find out over the next while. It's Halloween, Jerry. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Halloween, is right. He's tricked me today. Let's begin yeah. with a, a, a white wine. And I yes. have to say to you straight away, as soon yeah. as I hear the word Faustino, yes. I have red in my head. You do. You do. do. Rioja Tempranello. Yes. yes absolutely. So right. you've booked the trend. You're going for white Faustino yeah. today. Yeah, I think it'll be a nice change. And also the combination. You know, you have a Viura, which is uh, indigenous, of course, to Spain, and Chardonnay, which, of course, is French. Um, but it's a lovely combination, Jerry. And the moment I saw it, because Vera will be a very light, it's not something we'll see mm. too often, yeah. Mm. But knowing the grape, uh, yeah, I was very intrigued by it. And I thought, yeah, give it so a go. So this is a blend, Vera yes. and Chardonnay. What's yes. the mix, percentage-wise? Uh, it's 60-40. In favour of Chardonnay? Uh, uh, Viura. Oh, right. Viura. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Viura will be, uh, in terms of flavour now, it'll be a very shy uh, okay. grape uh, on the nose and on the palate but it's still very definite fruit and in particular white fruit you know like apple or pear um, yes. peach in that direction yes now Faustino has a great history a fantastic yes. history in winemaking it goes Absolutely. back doesn't it quite a while oh 150 years mm. they're in their fourth generation now yeah very much so and it started off uh, Martinet Alzoc started it 150 odd years ago and it's so uh, oh yeah it's well known now really you know. well recognized yeah. and, and lots of them available in ireland because absolutely the, the, the name is so familiar and a familiar bottle yes Jerry. That's Very that, yeah it is isn't it it's a Very, narrow bottle with a yes, real long neck on it exactly exactly and of course the label itself okay you know, 
So the Viura you were mm-hmm. saying is um, in, in terms of a grape, uh, small grapes. It's small grapes, uh, Jerry. Uh, very. It's quite easy to grow, you mm. know, and it's native to Spain, of course. You know, yeah. um, it's the, the the problem with it is that it's it's quite susceptible to mildew and rot, okay. unfortunately, you mm. know. Um, but it's, you know, uh, it, 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 the, the beauty about it is that young wines, you get fruity, floral flavors, but it can age as well. Okay, so you both. Know. Yeah, so both. And would you and say then, that with this bottle of wine? What, what uh, year no, is this one? No, this is, this is 2018. Okay. 2018. And and uh, the, the, the reason why I say no, Jerry, when you see Fiora Chardonnay 2018, that tells you it's not meant to be kept. Okay. Yeah. So if you get this, yeah, you go, no. get stuck in straight away. Straight away. away. Chardonnay yeah. we know well about, yes. you know, uh, from Burgundy, Burgundy. in France. Correct. and uh, uh, Correct. A, a standard Correct. wine across the world. Yeah. A standard grape across the world, yes, should I say. Yes, very much so. Um, so going back to Rioja as well, mm. it's such a famous area. And th- yes. this is something just to note. There are three different zones in yes. the region. Correct. We we always see just Rioja, not or Rioja as mm. they pronounce it, you know. But there's actually three zones as we know it. Alavisa, Alta and Oriental. And do they grow different grapes in those zones? Uh, no, it's all part of Rioja, but okay. that is just a distinction amongst them. You will see on, on, on their own Spanish wines, which we don't often see, they might stipulate that uh, uh, it, it, it really is just part of Rioja. Okay. It just makes it up, you know. All right, have you a little drop there till we, we have a go and we see what we think of this. Let me have yes. a look at it. It is the palest of yes, pale wines, I'll is. tell you first it off. Is, Jerry. It is. It is light on the nose. It is. It's hard to get a lot off that, really, to Very be honest with you. So, so there's only Very one thing so. to do. Let me have a little taste. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't need any food today. No. You no, could Jerry. happily just Absolutely, quaff that, couldn't Jerry. you, by itself? Absolutely, Jerry. Definitely an aperitif. Honey. I'm getting honey on the yes, palate. Yes, you would do. It's you lovely, do, isn't it? Very light. Very mm. easy to drink. Jerry, and not a lot of weight in it. Yes. Now, if that was an older Vera, then you would get a bit more weight mm. on it. But as I say, the moment you see 2018 Vera Chardonnay, you know, that's a signal to drink it straight away. I'm looking yeah. at Rick's recommendations as in capitals as ap- aperitif, but he also says, you know, vegetarian, vegan dishes, bit of seafood, salad, yeah. but Rick Cronje, I never thought I'd see this on a wine yeah. tasting session. <laughs> yeah. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Yeah, it would go well with it. It's it's light enough to go with it. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. This man can recommend wines for any Absolutely. occasion or any food. But it would. It's gorgeous, Rick. It is. It really is gorgeous. Very light, very easy to drink, yeah. uh, Jerry. Really, really refreshing. Yes. Lovely, lovely Gets refreshing Gets the evening wine. underway. Starts That's the it. dinner off magnificently. Just remind us again about yeah. the label, uh, the grape, and where it can be got. Yeah. It's the uh, Faustino uh, 5. V, um, Viora Chardonnay 2018 and look in Dunn's stores and it's 13 euro. Okay, 13 euro Dunn's stores for our first bottle today and it's a beaut I can tell you folks. Now, he's thrown me a curve ball already and maybe I should be um, mentioning an oval ball with this man in the studio today. We might just before the end. (laughs) But um, we're going to a 
A rosé at the start of November, end of yes, October, Rick. What's absolutely. going on? Well, I, I've always been of the opinion, uh, Jerry, rosé is available all year round. Mm. Uh, we, we, I'm trying to break this mould where rosé is only for the summer, you know, and the advertising goes with it. But, you know, to be number one, you've got to be odd. <laughs> 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 anyway, this is a French rosé. Uh, what's yes. the name on the label there? Yeah, uh, De La Sable. Yes. Is, uh, and it's from the Lubron uh, area in France, okay. which is just uh, outside Provence, which is southeast, you know. The grape? So, and uh, the grape is a Syrah. Okay. We know it, of course, as Shiraz. Shiraz. Yes. I do, I do listen to him. I do. Honestly, <laughs> I take things in. You might think so, but I just love yes. the tasting yes. here. But I know what he's talking about. You do yeah. as well if you listen to us. And again, it's a 2018 and it's available yes. from? Uh, Aldi. And listen and to this. Uh, I think it's eight. It's Euro eight euro fifty. 50. It's eight beautiful. 50. And you know what I like about the Northern Hemisphere uh, uh, rosés, cherry? They're not as sweet as the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. You know, we we tend to have a sweet palate here. You know. Yes. But there is sweetness in it, but not as stark as the Southern Hemisphere. And and what I find with Southern Hemisphere wine uh, rosés in particular, they tend to coat your palate you know after two glasses you're almost numb to the flavors okay. after that okay whereas this goes a much longer way much cleaner flavor mm. uh, to it and yeah. again you're talking about a, a winemaker who knows his business yes, here marcel yes yeah he knows he's got 74 hectares uh, of his own and he makes wine from various areas as well okay so highly highly experienced you know and I'm, I'm looking at it i'll yes. have i'll have that little tipple i yep. just have a little tipple i must take a photograph of this someday it's, it's a couple little spoonfuls in the bottom of a little plastic tumble here yes. just to give me an idea mm -hmm. now when i look at it you would say that it's it's salmon pink in color yeah, yes it's yeah it's definitely it? got a touch yeah to it yeah. it has yeah. um there's definitely fruit in there, isn't there? Yes. That's like compared to the last one. Yes. You can get that yeah. a little more on the nose, yeah, for sure. Definitely. What would you describe it as on the nose? It's very fruity. I, I think you can definitely, um, you know, like probably red fruit, strawberries hitting there. As soon as it hits the palate, I can say strawberry. Yeah. You jump the Absolutely. gun there. I can say it as soon as I just got the taste of it there. It is. Yeah. You no, can get is. that from it. And I, I, I understand what you're saying now. It's not sweet. No. It's no, not. It's not, not on the other side not. either. No, it's in the middle, uh, Jerry. For me, a lovely, clean, palatable uh, flavour and a good finish after it. It's one of those that you probably need a glass to to really get the flavour out of. It's, it's yeah. but almost like I'm going to say almost complex. It's hard mm. to get something out of it. You know, it's really intriguing. I have to say, yeah. it could you could drink it on its own. That's for sure. Yes. I would say that to you. Absolutely. But I'd like something with it. If I wanted something with that, what are you recommending yeah. to me? Uh, but of pork or shellfish. Okay. If if if, if you and again, uh, vegetarian, vegan, anything mm. along those lines, and a uh, bit of poultry. Yeah. Well, probably. Uh, well, at $8.50, you couldn't go wrong couldn't with this, go wrong. could you? Aldi, it's all. available from, and the yeah. name of the bottle again, it's, Rick? It's uh, De La Sable, and uh, it's a uh, Syrah 20. 
18. And again, just to remind listeners, uh, the color comes from the skin. So you're talking yeah. two to four hours skin contact. Just to get bare contact to yeah, get the color on it. that's all it is. We have one more for you this Halloween day. Don't go anywhere. And yes, all red fans out there, there is one coming down the tracks from Mr. Rick Cronjay. Stay with us on Late Lunch. It's time for Rick's Red on late lunch this afternoon. I never thought you'd get to the red. Because, see, I have it in my head, you know, this time of the year yeah. is red wine season. Yes. But it's any wine season, as you said. All Rose, year round. White, yeah. All year round, yeah. Jerry. It's, it's, I, I always say, people say to me, well, you know, what, what wine should I get? I said, well, it's for the occasion. You know, if you're just looking for a wine to enjoy at home and no specific reason well then you're not going to be looking for a heavy Shiraz would you you know you're looking so it's really for the occasion okay. yeah. well we have a red for any occasion today and you've yes. gone back to Aldi for this one yes yes I mean at 7 euro 50 Aldi has really come a long long way with the quality of their wines but also very, very good at, at matching prices. You know, someone would say seven fifty. You know, are you getting I much know. bang for your buck there? Yeah, I know, Jerry. And you know, we've discussed this on numerous occasions. They, there is a link between price and quality, mm. no doubt. How strong it is is really the question. Okay. Because when you get it on a special and the price is halved or whatever percentage taken off well then the argument really falls flat straight away mm. you know okay mm-hmm. take us out of suspense here what have you yes. got for us well from france um uh, vinoble rougelet is the name on it um the actual company uh, maison uh, lacheteau is actually the producer is just uh, under a different label for them mm. and it's a vin de france it used to be vin de table uh, it's a table wine okay what that means, and, and the reason why I want to stress a little bit about that, Jerry, that means that they've uh, gathered the grapes from all over. Okay. And that gives you uh, your, your quality a much better chance. Although it's classed as Vin de France table wine, it just, yeah. It just gives you that much more to work with. Okay, so it's it, it's a mix of grapes from all yes. over brought together to produce this wine. Yes. Seven euro yeah. fifty Aldi twenty eighteen and the yeah. grape is, uh, it's a Pinot Noir. Mm. Well known, lovely, valley well known. Synonymous with your homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Pure coincidence. <laughs> Pure coincidence. So Jerry. let's ha- let's yeah. have it there a second while you while you talk about and, it. Uh, go um, on. Just to to remind listeners, Pinot Noir is uh, a light grape. Yeah, you know it's it's not a Shiraz, it's not a Cabernet Sauvignon. But um, a very light grape. And of it's course, a light grape, but the wine is really purple in the colour as you is, look at it there it in is, the little Jerry, yeah. cup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It mm. is. And um, as I say, this, you know, again is uh, uh, 2018. Tons of red um, fruit in there. And it is, Jerry. There, yeah, it is. It, it is. really is. Let's, let's yeah. see what this is like. That's gorgeous. Yeah. And... I would never consider a red to be an aperitif. Yeah, that, I, you know, people ask me that so often, and I, I think this will be a great aperitif. It, I think you're it's right. It's not heavy. It's not a heavy wine. <laughs> I believe you're you right, know. sir, after tasting that, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. It, it is very, very light, Jerry. And, you know, uh, I mean, certainly I have friends, I'm sure we all do, who, for whatever reason, don't drink white so it's very hard mm. uh, to please them you know to try and find them an aperitif that's a crowd pleaser oh it is jerry 
I think so. It's light, easy to yeah. drink, not a heavy wine by any stretch of the imagination. If so. you were, to, you know, and, and, and it'd be beautiful, I'm sure, uh, mm. uh, with food as well. Yeah. You'd be talking about the red meat spectrum there, would you? Something on the red you meat would. spectrum, yeah. I'd love, uh, I think for me, there's only one, and that's lamb. With this. With this. And grilled. Okay. But rare when I say rare to medium. And what I mean by that is, and, and this is a maybe a tip for those who barbecue or grill, once you've done it, don't cut into it and eat it straight away. Leave it for three to four or five minutes to rest. And that heat will then spread through the meat. So when you then cut into it, it will be right throughout. Whereas if you cut straight away, the heat just escapes. Yeah, and that's when you get... If I'm ever stuck in the kitchen, you're in. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're in. He knows his stuff with the food. But you're dead right. Resting of meat is so important to let it, you know, reabsorb, breathe again. Absolutely. God, when I think back in Ireland, incineration is all it was with steaks and lamb and everything. But now we are learning and we have learned, that's for sure. Mm. Ah, Rick, at €7.50, sure. You couldn't oh, go no, wrong there, could no, you? No, absolutely not, Jerry. But it is a good wine. It's yeah. a good drinking wine. Um, very light, as I say. Very palatable, you mm. know. it's it, um, it, it really... Everything Rick says, I can endorse here today. Just yeah. give us a rundown on it again. The name of the label yeah, and the year and the price. Yeah, it's uh, Vinoble Rougelet. And it's uh, Pinot Noir 2018 from Aldi. Fantastic. Really nice. Can I leave the wines and thank you for the recommendations just for a moment before we finish? Sure, of course. You have a big rugby game coming up on Saturday, is it, or Sunday? The weekend, anyway, yes, the World Cup final? I do, Jerry, and I've got to catch the plane in about two hours on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes, we do, Jerry, and um, yeah. We're hoping for the best. Then. Yeah, well, We're it's a, a big ask against England, isn't it, for South Africa? It certainly it is. is. Mm. It is. England mm. has been playing exceptionally well. There's mm. no no doubt about mm. that. I'd say you have a lot away. of people. You know the Green of Ireland? Oh, yes. I, I think they'll be cheering for the Green of South yeah. Africa. Yeah. Even though England are our neighbours and we love them, etc. as well. But yes. uh, you know yourself. Yes. But look, anyway, wish you the best. And I hope it's a great game and may the best team win in the Rugby World Cup final. And uh, you'd be an addition. I tell you that, don't ever write yourself off. <laughs> in that pack. In the front row, Jerry. <laughs> in the um, front row yep, is, is yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he's always in the front row on late lunch every month with us. We love him to bits. Rick Cronje, thank you so much for joining us again on the show and bringing us some wonderful recommendations. We'll see you in November. You will do, Jerry. Thanks a million, Rick. Thank you. Darkness. Don't shut the door. Don't turn out the light. I'm afraid of the lure, of the darkness of night. It seduces its prey into the shadows that form and attack as you lay in a cold, dense swarm. Its claws slowly close with the crushing of bone and the silence it grows on each stifled groan. The body will sweat, slowly coating with fear, trembling now with regret, 
but the darkness will leer. So leave the door open wide to let in the light as I sleep on my side, never fearing the night. Yes, the brilliant Brian Quinn there from Drogheda Creative Writers reading his poem, Darkness. Yes, it's dark. It will be dark this evening, early for Halloween night. And before three, Des Parkinson from uh, Drogheda Creative Writers delivering his Halloween poem. And a big thanks to them uh, for contributing to our Halloween show on late lunch here on LMFM this day, the 31st of October. Now, let me remind you that the FAI Cup final is on on Sunday and we have Cup Fever here on LMFM as we build up to Dundalk's Extra.ie FAI Cup final clash with Shamrock Rovers. And to celebrate Dundalk's return to the Aviva for the final, we've partnered with Cup final sponsors Extra.ie and our friends at Matthews.ie to offer you the chance to be there to roar on the Lilywhites. You see, we're taking a busload of loyal listeners to the Aviva to watch Dundalk bid to complete the domestic treble. For a chance to win, listen out all this week and on late lunch for this sound. That's our Louise, by the way. When you hear that, just text or WhatsApp your name and details to us on 086 1800 658. That's 086 1800 658. And that's all with thanks to Matthews.ie and the FAI Cup final title sponsor Extra.ie. Check it out online today. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Halloween at Angel Falls. It was Halloween 2006. I lay on my back at the edge of the rainforest and looked up 1,000 metres through the mist and cloud at Angel Falls, the highest waterfall in Venezuela and in the world. The falls drop into the Devil's Canyon. I wore black plastic rain gear and a droopy black hat. My face was covered with black grease, which the boatman said would keep the most mosquitoes away. She stayed on the boat as I walked close to the falls. She laughed and said that I looked like the devil of Halloween, which some believed to roam the canyon before the day All Saints Day. We never met again. She taught me some Spanish, and I wish her well, but I would like to ask why she lit the bonfire and why she burned my misty-eyed Halloween mask. Heading to our final break of the afternoon on Late Lunch, and we're going to have a chat then with Eamon Matthews. He wants to tell us a story about Halloween from yesteryear. Now, Eamon Matthews from Excel Print in Navin, a well-known man in the region, sent me a message uh, and told me about innocent fun that revolved around Halloween many moons ago. And he was bemoaning the fact that things aren't just as simple anymore. Well, he's on the line to tell us more. Afternoon, Eamon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call today. Um, do you really feel it's like that, that it's got too convoluted, too complicated? Ah, it's very commercial. Mm. And uh, the 
children going to, to Halloween school last week were all dressed up in fancy costumes and everything else. And then someone said to me this morning, do you remember the days when you had a paper hat in your head and a black bag with two arms cutting it? <laughs> and you were drowned and you terrorised the neighbourhood for sweets. <laughs> and then it suddenly dawned on me, I'd done something really bold way back in the day. Go away, Eamon. And Go away, you never, you I, never. Oh, well, you know, there was a little bit of boldness in me. Go on, tell us. One time. Well... Back in the day, anyway, when, when Halloween was the feast of all saints and all souls, I had a, what they call a reel-to-reel tape recorder, which I got from Tommy Lelly. And uh, so we discovered that you could actually do a few little unusual things with it. So myself and the gang done a little bit of a spooky voice take, which for its day was fairly high-tech. And we then hid behind a wall with trees overhanging and waited for the folks to pass by on the way back from evening devotions in the local Lord's Church. So then, as they passed by, one of us shook one of the branches to get their attention. And then we ran the tape backwards (laughs) and got the most ghoulish sound you could hear coming from behind the wall. And then intermittently, one or two of the other guys shook another branch and another branch. So it appeared as if someone was stalking them from behind the wall. And I tell you, it was some fun to see them take to their heels and run. So they scattered for their lives. They oh, ran. Scattered. Ran. But wasn't it innocent? Wasn't it simple? Wasn't it brilliant? It, it, you know, it, was, it was innocent fun. Mm. And um, something that you sort of had to use your imagination at. Yes. And so the crack was great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, having spooking somebody like that, and, and that's all it is. There's nothing else more sinister to it. But but when you think back to the traditions of your day and doing things like that, anything else come to your mind to, to just jog our memories about Halloween of yesteryear? Well, we did have another little gimmick that we done once. And a lot of the listeners will probably recall Brady's uh, uh, outfitters on the corner of Narrow West Street there. Yes. And they were closing down. They were the people that you put the money in the pulleys and it shot up to the office in the shop. That's right, yes. I remember that as a kid. And I went into the office and then the lady in the office done the change and she pulled the pulley and sent it. Sent back it back down, yeah. So, essentially, money never changed hands on the shop floor. Yeah. It went, and then come back again. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But, uh, go on, go back to your story. They were closing down. And they had a couple of mannequins to give away. So the father went down and he got one of the mannequins and brought it home and it had a spare arm. So, being a little devil, we put a few ends of rashers into the hook of the spare arm, tied it to a lamppost outside the gate and a couple of dogs came along trying to root out the meat from inside. And it looked to all intents and purposes like there was a couple of dogs trying to gnaw their way through someone's arm. (laughs) As it, as it lay on the floor. <laughs> and, and, oh, look at the screeches in terror. You know, again, Halloween type of stuff. Yes. It's fun. Um, but you'd be hiding behind the wall and you'd be really having a good time that Yeah, way. yeah, when you think of it. But again, uh, creativity. You know, thinking outside the box. Simple stuff as well. And creating that fear or that horror that goes round the festival. Oh, they were great. I'm sure you look back at them as great times, Eamon. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could go round the houses. I mean, you, you could go round as a group of four or five, and there could be 20 groups, and every single house you call to give you an apple or a couple of bob or a few yeah. sweets. 
and it was all innocent. Mm. And, and nobody turned away from the door or said, get away from here, we don't want this at all. Everybody was there willing to have a little bit of a stupid song on the doorstep. And, yes. And, and so a bit of crack and enjoy the festive mm. I know I, I said that earlier on I think you know where children arrive trick or treat everybody and they all say the same thing and they just hold out the bags and people put stuff in and you, right their costumes are lovely and you wish them well but an old song and a bit of a performance and you just couldn't beat it no it was it, it, it sort of made the day and she didn't put us all on the stage for about five minutes. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did, Eamon. You thought, never mind X Factor or anything like that. We were the X Factors of the day on the doorsteps of the homes of the North East. Ah, brilliant, brilliant oh. memories, Eamon. Brilliant. And, yeah. and whether you had a note in your head or not, you still... It back. never mattered. Well, mind you, today it doesn't matter if you're on the X Factor or talent competitions. Most of them have no notes in their head, to be honest with you. They just see the notes in their pockets. That's all oh. they want. Oh, very true. Try giving somebody a half crown now and they'll end up looking for a fiver absolutely you said it <laughs> Eamon nice to talk to you today thanks for Thank taking you. the call take you. care of yourself bye 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 that's Eamon Matthews Halloween memories in Navin uh, this afternoon anyway that's almost a lot on the show for today ah we have we've won more haven't we yes yes we have draw the creative writers let's go back to Margarita Sampson she's brilliant It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. It's the living you have to watch out for. The veil between the living and the dead is thin, especially so at Halloween. Should you be scared? No, actually. Well, not any more scared than usual in this pretty scary world of global warming, global inequality, global chaos with feasts and famines, with Brexit and Trump pit. You needn't fear the dead, my mother used to say. It's the living you have to watch out for. My dad would echo her lead with, Watch out for the wolves in sheep's clothing. So do not fear the dead, our ancestors and our loved ones who have passed on. May they rest in peace. Guard yourself, though from evildoers who love to fight. Stay safe and have fun. And from danger, run this Halloween night. Yes, Margarita Sampson with The Living, her beautiful poem there, concluding our late lunch on this Halloween day. Have a safe evening. Thanks to all our guests on the show today. Appreciate all of you who tune in every day. We'll be back with the final late lunch of the week tomorrow Friday and that special tribute to the late, great Vincent Hoy. But we leave you in the company this evening of uh, the wonderful Mike and the Mechanics. And do watch over your shoulder this Halloween night.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors annual sales event now on. One-off price reductions and special APR finance available during this event. Call in today and save thousands at Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.